and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because no matter how much money you pay for something, the Streisand effect comes back to bite you all, just the same way as everybody else, whether you like it or not. And we don't mind if you don't. Part of this is to also follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi, good to be back with you. And being that this is the last show of the year, um, unfortunately, this is also going to be the last time you're going to get to see the Santa Pimp hat on the show until next year. Sorry about that. But yeah, I, I, I love my Santa Pimp hat. I, sooner or later, I get a compliment on it. Fortunately, the first day I wore it, I actually got one. Uh, the, it's going to be a little, um, Slim Pickens tonight, you might say, uh, as far as to co-hosts. So, from the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch made it because, uh, uh I <laughs> don't really know why. Because I got a raise. He gave me a raise. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go with that. So, yeah, at the moment, it's just the two of us. Uh, Joe is still working hard. Can't blame him. Uh, Joseph is uh, probably asleep, which would not surprise me. And uh, Tech is otherwise busy. Now, we may emphasis on May, we may get a visit from Dallin. Uh, when I spoke to him about it last night, he and and told him, you know, it's the last show of the year. He's like, well, maybe, I, maybe I should show up. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll have an opportunity to show up briefly, you know, before he passes out. Considering he had to have some um, orthodontic work done, I don't know what kind of condition he's in at the moment. But uh, he was enjoying his uh, Tylenol 3 yesterday, so uh, there, there's a thing. Uh-huh. So, you know. For those of you that don't recognize it, uh, Tylenol 3 is, uh, uh, acetaminophen? Yes. Tylenol is acetaminophen, but the 3 version is the version with the really, really nice stuff. Codeine. It makes you a little loopy. Um, as I described it to him last, uh, last night, yeah, that's probably one of those things you really don't want to be operating anything more, you know, uh, any, any machinery, uh, heavier than, let's say, um, a blender. So, you know, there's that. So we will see. But, uh, being that it is the last show of the year, you know, we're going to kick back. It's going to be a little loose. It'll it'll be what it'll be, which is basically just a a nice rundown into the stress that is visiting family for the holidays. Joy. Now I do have uh, I do have a drink of orange juice with me. Uh, I've got something else I'm going to be uh, showing off also because um, well, I'll I'll explain momentarily. So, if you are awake when we are recording, you can join us live over on YouTube, like these nice folks did. Stephanie, who 
A, it's Odark early in the morning, and thank you. Yes, I am very much, I'm very much hoping that the Buffalo Bills win finally that big game because, oh man, back in the 90s, uh, that, that was a, that was a, um, that was annoying. Four trips to the Super Bowl and didn't win one of them. And nobody actually going ahead and saying, uh, you know, a team that goes four times in a row and beating everybody else and everybody else that they fought against ended up in the basement the next year. Um, that's consistency is pretty good, man. So there is that. And Felix, hi, good to be. Good to be with you. Uh, yeah, uh, got home with, uh, with Tiny Tribble. No problem. Um, everything was fine. Uh, picked up a whole bunch of stuff at the, uh, uh, at the store for, you know, food. Very specifically. Oh, right. By the way, I didn't put it in the HCTV Discord, but in my personal Discord, I added the, uh, a picture of the recipe. For, oh God, um, crap. Let me, let me find the picture on my phone because if I start trying to change things over on Discord, the video is going to go all kinds of wonky and nobody, nobody wants that right now. Um, okay. I had mentioned in the, uh, in the horrible scopes last week, something called, let me find it over here, risotto di capesante which is an Italian dish, scallop and rice casserole. Now, the the recipe book uh, is, is, is... My wife found it back when Borders Books used to still be a thing. Remember Borders Books? You know, you could go into the bookstore, find some stuff, sit down at their coffee shop and just read. God, I miss stuff like that. Shut up, phone. Anyway... Um, she found this recipe book by, and I remember her name still, Elodia Rigante. Wonderful book. It wasn't just her recipes and her family's recipes. It was also a journal of what it was like being an Italian immigrant in the new world with the, not just, you know, the, the parents, the grandparents, but the children and the grandchildren, and what it was like, the stories that were told. And one of the items that was in here, like I said, scallop and rice casserole. My wife saw that and decided to try it out. And I have not had this. I've not tried to make this in literal, literally 20 years. So we got all the stuff to be able to do. Now, that was good. The bad side was that I also picked up a whole bunch of lasagna noodles and ground beef and uh, mozzarella because I want to make, you know, some lasagna a little bit, except that I forgot to pick up extra um, ricotta cheese for the filling. So I don't have enough to make. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do with all that. It'll, it'll, it'll be a thing. It'll be a thing, but um, if anybody wants the uh, wants information on the dish, I will put uh, I will put the photo in. Actually, as a matter of fact, I will do that right now because I've got the photo on my phone. All I need to do is just share that over onto the HCTV. 
general page. No, actually, I'm going to put it into the photo, uh, the photo repository because it is a photo. And there it goes right now. There you go. So you guys can enjoy that. Anyway, um, Bridget and I were talking just a, a little bit before we got started. We're being good health wise right now, but we, we are going to go ahead and say, really, really disappointed in a lot of people that just aren't masked right now. And that's really, really distressing. And I figured, uh, before we, you know, before I get into the, uh, the opening, you want to say a little something about it? Well, I mean, I know that people are tired of COVID, you know, after three years, I'm tired of it too. But, you know, now we've got really high flu rates and RSV going around and strep and monkeypox and all sorts of shit. And everybody is out coughing and coughing and sneezing and not wearing a mask and getting other people sick and hospitals are full up again. Please, people, keep your germs to yourself. Yeah. We don't need to have, especially these little kids that are getting infected with, like, multiple things at one time. And there's an antibiotic shortage, not just here, but in Canada. Do it for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, over here in the States, we know full well that they won't give up their guns for the kids. So why should we worry about, why should we even consider that they will do anything like putting a piece of fabric over their face? For their kids, there there are certain people that positively disgust me. But until we're allowed to, you know, clue by four, clock him in the back of the skull legally, there's not a heck of a lot of anything I can really do about it except roll my eyes and give him a bad look. I've got a fabulous face, so you know uh, it's disarming. It, it doesn't it doesn't work on anybody. It, nobody changes their mind by me looking at him. Oh, to be Bella Lugosi, you know. <laughs> he had great eyes. Then again, it was also in black and white back in the. Wait a minute. Was there ever a color picture of Bella Lugosi? Crap. I don't remember. I need to look that up later. Somebody remind me at the end of the show. I need to. I need to. I need to go look that up. That's a. That's a. That's a personal thing. Figure it out from there. Oh yes, and uh, drink. By the way, yes, I did say that I have orange juice. It's just straight regular orange juice. Nothing fancy about it. Although, you all know that I have had my problems with chocolate beers. You know, beers that are flavored with chocolate. What if I told you that I have acquired chocolates flavored with beer? Ooh, fancy. Yes, I have acquired the Guinness Mini Pints. Dark and white chocolate with a creamy Guinness beer-flavored center. Luxuriously creamy. Established 1759. Now. Here's the mm. thing. This is this is a wide box, and mm-hmm. saw this at the store when when we were you know shopping for all the stuff. And we're trying to figure out 
how many uh, how many units are there? How many of these chocolates are there in the package? And had to turn it around, and it says that there are seven. Bridget, I know it's backwards for you. I'm sorry. There's not a hell of a yeah, lot of anything seven. I can do. It's seven. Seven units. It's important. Seven units. The nutrition facts. Two servings per container. Serving size, four chocolate pints. Okay, if there's only seven in there, how do you get two servings? Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what we said in the store and couldn't figure out what the hell. So the best that we can come up with is these guys were imbibing just a little bit as they were writing this up. So I don't know what to do with this. Either there are actually eight in here, not seven, or somebody wrote it up wrong. I don't know, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a little bit of fun. So this I is math. I it's possible. That's possible. So we will we will see. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna open it up right now. Sorry, hit the microphone. Oh, and seeker, hi. Uh AEI, how far to social distance? Mythbusters has evidence. Three twenty-three twenty-one and Steve's drop is through seventeen feet and thirteen for Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say farther than that. Yeah, it, well it um there were a couple of studies. The, it, go ahead. Yeah, there were a couple of studies I remember. There was one that happened where they did uh, special photography um, in Japan, and the forcefulness of uh, the speech had a direct impact, a very direct impact, on how far um, droplets came out of someone's face. No surprise, but it was a matter of just how much so. And that's the reason why, you know... The droplets are the important part because that's where the virus is lurking in. You hold the droplets in place, they don't go anywhere, they don't get into anybody else. Or at least they got to really work at it in order to do it. Well, Omicron's a little different, though. It's not as heavy on the droplets, but it's more aerosolized. And so it's got the airborne component to it because, like, original COVID only had an R naught of, like, Two to three. Okay. And this B7 that's going around now has an R0 that's closer to 18. Uh, so, uh, okay. R- remind- which is like more than more contagious than measles. That's what I was going to ask. Because uh, whenever I hear about that, the one that I base it against is, even though I don't remember what the number is for measles, I remember mm-hmm. that measles is like... The most contagious. Well, was, or so it would sound like. Okay, so I opened but up the package. Is, and, and, and it's airborne, so yeah, just be careful, people. N95s are better, please. Maybe maybe okay. I should actually buy the, because I've been using fabric, and I know, I know, I, it, it's... Get you some N95s. Okay, so I opened up the packaging. One, two, three, four. Five, six, they call it right. Seven. Seven. Seven pieces. Seven pieces. Not two servings. Not if there's four in a serving. I don't I don't I don't know what they were thinking. Oh. Well, you know what? I will open it up. I will have one and see. Uh is it cute? It is cute. It is adorable. It looks like a it looks like it's an 
oversized earplug. Yeah, whatever. It's shaped the right way. So, for a change, a uh, a coffee, sorry, a beer flavored chocolate instead of a chocolate flavored beer. So this should go down a, a heck of a lot nicer. Although white chocolate does not chocolate people. I don't care. Fight me on that hell. Okay. Oh yeah, that has definitely got the um, the Guinness flavor in there. Holy smoke! Oh, it's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. Okay. For chocolate, if you if you do like chocolate, and this is dark chocolate with milk chocolate on the top, but um, dark chocolate, uh, it's got a it's not like that liqueur stuff in uh, chocolate sampler bottle things, you know what I'm talking about, where they got the, it, it's sort of a little something like that, it's got that not quite nougaty center, but that's where the uh, the flavor taste and whatnot is all in there. I could I could smell it and start tasting it even before I bit into it. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, yeah, anybody wants to uh, check it out for themselves, uh, there is the there is the guy right there, Guinness Mini Pints. I found it at the store. I forget how much it was. I think it was that thing was like seven dollars, thirteen dollars. I don't remember what it was, but I found it at Wegmans out here in the Western New York section for uh, in the holiday section. So check it out. Might be worth it. It's good. Oh, it's still got a good taste in there. That's really good. Um, Felix is saying, uh, check Discord for the color pick. I will go looking up for that momentarily. Uh, and, uh, yeah, by the way, Seeker, yeah, hi. Uh, and that they're, oh, four, four vaxes in. Good man. That was something that we talked about, as a matter of fact. Um, because they have a pharmacy at the Wegmans that we go to. Uh, we're going to see about getting uh, another, another boost because there's yeah. supposed to be another one f- specifically for Omicron yeah. and any opportunity to stop that shit as, as quick as we can is fine by me. I got mine Monday yeah. and luckily shot. So I'm five in. <laughs> yeah. I got to see about that. So let me go ahead and get us rolling over here with the, well, with the five minute freestyle. Get things rolling. So with five minutes on the clock, your time starts now. Ignition. I know. I know. Usually that's preceded with three, two, one. I know. By the way, for those of you that didn't know, Cape Canaveral in Florida, the area code for the phones down there. The area code is three two one. They intentionally got that, and this was the this was assigned back in the day when area codes in the United States were specifically set up so that the middle number was one. So New York City two one two, Brooklyn was seven one eight, Long Island was five one six until they broke it up into different areas. Uh, 314, I think, was Chicago. Don't quote me on that one. But, you know, you get the idea. 
so to be assigned at three to one. Uh, that's kind of a, a, a special anomaly. And for NASA, yeah, what's the government going to do? Swing it just a little bit. All right, whatever. It's not what we're talking about, though. I've talked on many an occasion about how we are living in the science fiction age, man. A time when we have you know, access to the world's combined knowledge at our fingertips ubiquitously. Where, um, I don't get this thing over here. Where what used to be considered complete science fiction is basically a toy now. Then for anybody that's wondering, because you're just listening to it, I have my Star Trek communicator, the old school communicator from the 60s, the prop, but now it's a it's a Bluetooth speaker for my phone, wirelessly connected. With a few minor modifications, this thing could still be utilized for actual phone calls, phone calls, because, you know, it's 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 a radio. Well, this week, ignition happened, and there's people who are probably wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Fusion. I'm not talking about the musical scene where it's a combination of jazz and funk and... and, and. No, man. Fusion reaction happened. It's a reality now. For the longest time, we've been trying to find a way of making energy by putting in less energy and getting more out. And we kind of get that with fission materials now. Nuclear reactors, they use, they use a process called fission where their natural breaking down process is harnessed to make heat, make steam, push a turbine, condense the water, and recycle it. But now, for the first time, they've actually managed to use these incredibly high-powered lasers to get more energy out of a pellet than what they put into it. A fusion reaction, forcing the material to condense in on itself and to ignite, brief as it might have been. They got they got more energy out of it than what they put into it. We've heard in science fiction about fusion reactors and it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, that's, that's a cool idea. I'd be able to do it. But the math was there. The math was there. The practical ability of making it took years, took literal decades to manufacture and try to make it have happen. But in a research laboratory that spans the length of, I don't remember, three football fields. I don't care if it's a football pitch or, or, you know, a football U.S. A huge facility was able to make it happen. Where the tolerances on the pellet that they were igniting, if it had a deformity on the level of a paramecium, it could have gone wrong. They got it right. It proves that it can happen in our 
lifetimes, we may be able to see an incredibly new form of energy, a new expression of getting power, clean, reliable. We live in a science fiction age, man, as far as I'm concerned. Let's go. I can't wait to see that happen. Seriously, it's uh I don't know uh Bridget, I don't I don't know had had you heard about that particular sciency because that when when I first heard about that I was I was absolutely gobsmacked. It was it was it was an amazing thing for me to find out about cuz you know I mean, come on. Look look at the nickname that I go by. I've loved Star Trek for a very very long time. Oh, I just think it's really cool that some of the stuff that was on the show we're actually walking around with now. It's it's really it's really amazing. It's it's just it's just cool as all hell. Well, so, Gene Martinberry was just so far ahead of his time. Uh, partly so, but I mean, the the thing that I loved the most though was that. He had it, uh, he had it written out back in the day that if anybody was able to make a tricorder, a, a functional device that operated pretty much the same as what a tricorder did back in the day, that who, whoever it was that was able to do it, they, they would have full rights to use the word, to use the term, that it wasn't going to be copyrighted just to them or trademarked or whatever that was at that point. So. There are people who are still working on making it, man. I think it'll happen. I think so, too. Um, yeah, and, and kind of sideways from that, the old bio beds in sickbay, where you lay mm-hmm. down and uh, there was an uh, over-the-top uh, display with all the information, and it was just being fed from sensors in the, uh, in, in the, uh, 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 the mattress pad. Yeah, apparently, from what I remember, there were there were some some successes, some not successes, on making something very similar working. So you know, cool stuff, man. I love it. Yeah, it's so cool. Anyway, we need to get moving along. So it is time for the horrible scopes. As always, if you know what your astrological sign is, cool. If you don't, D12 that. I don't really care. It's not going to matter, really, when all is said and done. And since it is the lead-up to gift-giving, let's remind you all how to be nicer and kinder to each other this week. Let's see what I mean. Aries, if you want to buy something for your office Christmas gift pool that'll be well-received, Buy some small containers of hot sauce, not just any hot sauces, but the sampler pack from the nice folks over there at Dark Buddy Sauces in Ontario. You can get the six sauce sampler in various burn levels, including dessert. Remember, that's darkbunny.ca, Dark Bunny, because they have a product called Oops, and it is delicious. Uh, the Horrible Scopes is neither endorsed by nor receives any remuneration from Dark Bunny Sauces, although I really deserve something for helping them name Puckering Perch. 
That's a real thing. Taurus, we know this season is tough on you, but we're here for you. We'll help your mood every chance we can. So how about we start the season reminding you how much better you have it? In the mid-80s, there were three old nuns walking along the west side of Central Park, approached by a flasher. The first little old lady had a stroke. The second little old lady had a stroke. The third little old lady could reach. And if you're laughing at those poor old women's plight, you're getting nothing for Christmas. You're getting nothing for Christmas. See, this is why I like people cold reading these things. Gemini, this year, don't leave out milk and cookies for Santa. Convince your little ones that leaving pizza and wings form is the way to go this year. It'll be hot food for Santa and celery sticks for the reindeer. Or, you know, for you. And bonus points, if you can get Sicilian instead of traditional flat as an aside, I won't say that I would kill for a slice of Sicilian, but my God, it has been so long since I've had a Sicilian slice of pizza. It's just Sicilian is not the same as party pizza. Those 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 rectangular things. It's the same size. It's the same shape. But Sicilian, oh, inch and a half deep of crust, big fluffy crust. Trust me, it's worth it. Cancer Moonchild. There's nothing wrong with getting or giving gift cards, but please remember to do generic ones, not to specific stores. Your tastes aren't always in line with other folks. You might be more Target while they're more Williams-Sonoma. But if you do get the chance to visit a Williams-Sonoma, don't break anything. Yeah, there's one in the mall up here. My wife and I, when we visited in there, we basically came to the same conclusion. Don't touch anything. Breathe. Leo, being older means your seasonal gifts can be more practical. But with whimsy, you hated socks as a kid. But now? Socks with prints on them to make you look like you have the legs and feet of animals? Those are great. Even if you buy some for yourself and you're gifted a dupe, that just means you can stretch out your clothes washing days. That's true. I love my socks. You know, we were talking about them last night, too, as we were reading it, and I was trying to remember some of them. Uh, Let's see. If I remember, there were uh, cat, dog, uh, bird, like chicken, horse, Mm -hmm. and after that, I can't remember any of them. I, I want to say that there's a camel. I don't remember. I think there is. But, I mean, the the idea that, you know, oh, I got socks for Christmas, and now we could we could actually go ahead and be, like, enjoying them. I got That's <laughs> Okay, so last year, uh, bunnies, kitties, and unicorns, and baby Yodas. And they're warm and fluffy. I love them. Virgo, you get the best celebration this year. Happy Saturnalia! What could possibly go wrong with a week of wine, debauchery, and song? Consider this. 
being deeply pregnant in the middle of summer. Guys, if you've never considered just how uncomfortable that might be, trust us, it's bad. It might be extreme, but have you ever considered hinting that you want to snip and clip this holiday? So, um, as someone who would have a little bit more direct knowledge of the uh, situation, um, being uh, deeply pregnant in the middle of summer? It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I still haven't lost my pregnancy weight. Libra. Yes. The last two week scopes have been a direct reference to a musical comedy movie called The Court Jester from 1955, starring Danny Kaye, Glynis Johns, Basil Rathbone, and Angela Lansbury. See if you can find this one and gift it to yourself for your collection. It'll be worth it. As an aside, some people recognize the name Basil Rathbone. He was the quintessential portrayer of the greatest detective of them all. And it's because of him that we now think of the great detective with the pipe and the hat with the floppy ears on it. It's because of him specifically. With luck, you'll get the chance to visit folks for the holidays this year. We know it's been difficult the last few years, but at least you're all trying to keep safe. This year, buy yourself a bread maker machine and spend the time together sharing the warm, squishy love they produce. Now remember this ratio one tablespoon cinnamon cinnamon to one half cup of sugar. That is the golden ratio. That one right there. Sagittarius? Your friends miss you. Things have been tight, sure, but they'd rather have you visit without a gift that you really can't afford than not show up at all. How about making that signature dish of yours and bringing it to share? Buttered chicken and lamb vindaloo aren't your typical holiday dinners, but who cares? Make your own traditions and enjoy it. Capricorn. Visiting your local mall isn't the best of ideas if you're shopping right now. Alternatively, if you're planning on getting writing inspiration, you'll be headed to the right place. Sit in the food court and just watch people when writing down ideas for personalities as they come into your head. It'll help stir your creative juices and get your characters that are Believable. Dallin had a good laugh at that one last night, and he's just like, oh, shit, yeah, that, that actually does work. Aquarius. Late night fireside snacks are the way to enjoy the long nights. And if you have a fireplace, see if you can find a popcorn box for it. It's literally a metal box with a slide cover on top so you can make fresh popcorn in your fireplace. It's not as efficient as a walk. It requires some fire mittens to keep your your hands safe, but it'll be fun just the same. Pisces. Someone is going to gift you what looks like a long tube. 
almost like someone gift wrapped a gift wrapped paper tube. Do not be cute and try shaking it. It'll be a liquor sampler case. Even if you don't like these spirits directly, you can at least use them in cooking in the near future. Just remember two things. First, you can't just open them all and drop them into a fruitcake recipe. And second, as cool as it might be, do not try doing the whole flambe thing with the stuff. You look better with eyebrows. As somebody that tried that one time, yeah, that's uh, that that's something that you need to be a little bit more careful with than you realize. You know what you're doing. I I I now know that I shouldn't be doing that, especially not with a cast iron pan because um that that's got a lot of heft to it. It's really hard to move that around quickly. I found out the hard way. Yeah, those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got. I'd be very gratified. But if you'd like a nicer or nastier one, uh, just ask for a nicer one, because, I mean, we're going at the home stretch at the end of the year. I mean, let's let's end the year nicely and start the next one carefully. I mean, we, we thought this... Bribes. We We do. We do. We, I do. But... I will continue to work on these, even if the show isn't on the air, so to speak. You'll be able to find these on uh, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, or whichever ones are still functional at that point, because, you know, I keep doing it for fun. And I get people that every once in a while are just like, you write those? (laughs) Where do you come up with some of this stuff? Dude, it just falls out of my head. I love that. I love that. What can I tell you? So, it is episode 434 on the docket. You're on our home for the holidays. Now, like I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a gentle night because it's, it's, it's the last one of the year. There's no reason for us to get all bent out of shape. There's no reason for us to yell, yell and scream. But I'm still going to go ahead and tell, um, people that, um, Christmas is a pagan holiday, and and you should really just get the hell over yourselves, whether you like it or not. And man, um, the idea of celebrating Saturnalia would be really cool. Um, I've got wine in the house; I wouldn't mind that. I still have, you know, I I still have a, a lot of books of music. I'd be more than willing to you know, sing, maybe even record myself. The downside is I I I don't have anybody that I could. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know enough people to stage an orgy for two weeks. So, wait, was it two weeks or one week? Crap, was Saturnalia one week or two? I have no idea. What the hell do I have you on the show for? If you don't, you know what? Fine, we'll go with one week and and just assume that I I'm just got performance issues for the second week. If that's what the case is, I mean, at that point, whatever, it's gonna be fine. What the hell is this? That hat is called a deer hunter? What? Th- this this what? hat right here? My hat? Is that the one you're talking about? This my my Santa Pimp hat? Are you kidding me? I mean I, I love I love this hat. Uh, by the way, this this the Santa, the traditional Santa Pimp hat, I know. I, I say it this way because I wear it and it's the only way to describe it. This time of year people have got, you know, the red and white um 
a sleeping hat, you know, the traditional floppy Christmassy hat. And I found this at a, at a party store years ago. So it's got that, you know, you know how you go to like a party city and you go and you get the, uh, the green hats for, uh, St. Patrick's Day and, you know, they're stiff and they've got that, that velvet almost, uh, stuff on it. But, you know, it's got that like cheap, stiff feel to it. That's what this is, but it's survived all these years. I don't know why. I don't know how. I haven't taken especially great care of it, but um, I pull it out every year and I use it because people look at it and it gets a smile out of people because it's like, that's a statement, man. It's worth it. Oh, the Sherlock Holmes hat. Oh, the deer hunter. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. Sorry, because of the the timing and everything. I didn't I didn't realize that. There you go. Well done. Yeah, Basil Rathbone, man. It was it was simply because of him. He did that, and that's why we've we've got that uh, that impression of uh, of um of uh, Sherlock Holmes now, which is amazing what you can what you can do with a role when you just okay basil we want you to go ahead and do it okay fine pipe my in my face get the, get the hat on things were afoot let us go oh God. anyway so for the uh uh for the fun moment while well, we've got it also still going back um, Bridget, were you, were you at all familiar with, had you, have you seen, are you familiar with at all, uh, the court jester, Danny Kay? Mm, no, actually. I know who Danny Kay is, but I have not seen that. Danny Kay. Oh, man. Danny Kay, he was great. He, he was such a, he was such a great entertainer. He got away with a lot of stuff, um. Uh, the slapstick and the vocal stuff that he was able to do, not, not singing vocal, although he was, a, he was a great singer. Um, but the, the speech stuff that he was able to do. So this whole thing with the court jester, he's, he, he's he, poor guy. He's, his character is just trying so hard to just get through everything. And he, he's in the middle of this intrigue where somebody is trying to get poisoned and assassinated through poison. And he's trying to be told, look, you need to make sure that you drink this and not this. So you drink out of this cup, not that cup. Okay. You got it. Good. Okay. Well, we broke that cup. So we've switched it. So the, the poison's not going to be in that cup. It's going to be in this cup, not that cup because it's been broken. And that's where the whole, the potion with the poisons in the flagon with the dragon, the vessel with the pestle has the brew that is true. Right. But they broke the chalice from the palace. They replaced it with the, the pestle, the pestle with the potion has the, the pestle with the potion has, no, crap. I don't remember which way it went. God damn it. See, and, and, okay, I'm not doing a bit. I honestly have forgotten which way it's supposed to go, but that is literally the the reason why it works the way that it does. And uh, God, it is it's an hour and 40 minutes of of just brilliant brilliant writing and brilliant wordplay. It's 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 so much it's it's just worth it. 
And it's back in the, you know, 1955. What did they get away with as far as to special effects? Um, they have a lightning strike that's done and you'd portray that by literally etching the lightning strike on the, on the film. And, and that's, that, that was, that was the length of, of, uh, of special effects at the time. And that's it. And the reason why that's important is that the lightning strike hits his suit of armor, which magnetizes it. And then the special effect is how do you make all these different metal items start to move towards his suit of armor as he walks by them? And it's, it's, it's just, it's just fun. It's just beautiful. It's so much fun. It's worth it. Uh, uh, wait a minute here. Felix is saying the best actor to ever be unduly blackballed. Which actor are we talking about there? Now, see, this is the problem. You give me half the information, then I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> God, I hate it when that happens. See, this is the problem with, you know, type it, type it, type it, type it. Um, oh. And Stephanie's saying, we were invaded by a Salvation Army band at the sheltered housing I now live in. A Christmas show. I said that I had a medical appointment. Terrible news there. I'm I'm sure it was just a absolute travesty that you had to miss it. Yes, I'm I'm being that way. Uh Danny K Danny wait, wait a minute. I don't remember Danny K being blacklisted. Now I'm saying I don't remember, although I'm my memory of who was and who wasn't is incomplete to put it nicely the only one that i remember very clearly was um will oh god i forgot what his i forgot what his, uh, what his actual name was uh, the gentleman that ended up playing um mr hooper on sesame street him i specifically remember he was one of the people that was blacklisted back in the day during the Red Scare. And he went from being a really well-paid performer to scraping by um, teaching. And not like at a, at a school or anything, but, you know, just ad hoc teaching, uh, whatever it was. And he got his break when the folks were making uh, Sesame Street, getting ready to, to film. And they put his, uh, they put his, his information in the mix three times. First two times, the, the, the people who were going to be like in charge of casting were just like, no, don't want this guy, you know, because of his history. And the second time they snuck it in there and just, no, we don't, we don't want this guy. The third time they were like, okay, look, I, I forget who it was that was in charge of trying to get him in there. But she was, she was gunning for him to be in the part. And they, uh, the people in charge were finally like, look, you really want to go ahead and take a chance on this guy? You know what? Fine. But it's on your head. It's your responsibility. It's okay. And the lasting legacy of Mr. Hooper is uh, a piece that we as kids had no idea of. 
he was one of the lucky ones. You know, the people that were blacklisted back in the day, there were a number of them that literally drunk themselves to death. They just, alcohol poisoning, just, just drink themselves to, to, into a grave because they, they, they couldn't get work. Nobody wanted to take a chance on them. Nobody wanted to go against the, uh, the blacklisting. Thank you, Joe McCarthy. Can we just give him a, a, a special mid-show FU? Can we do that? Sure. Sure. You know, even worse, why am I even asking? My show, my rules, I can do it. Joe McCarthy, go fuck yourself. Oh, right, you're dead now, so it's fine. Crap, we're coming up onto, onto, onto the Christmas gift shift. Shit. Uh, I mean, um, Joe McCarthy, you're right where you're supposed to be today. Good job. Um, um, I'll, 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 I'll try to be nice. I'll try to be nice. Try to be nice. Um. You don't have to be nice. It's your show. Well, I mean, I've got to be careful about the fat man. You know, you know how it's going to be. Um. Oh, right. Okay. So, Salvation Army. You, uh, you, you, you want to real quickly, you know, uh, feed the choir? On that one? I don't like LBGTQ people at all. That is the nicest way to put that. You're very homophobic. That's more accurate. Don't donate to them. Yeah. Or, you know what? Let's, let's be a little bit more accurate. The individuals that you see on the on the bell ringing brigade may not necessarily conform to that, but the people that actually run the organization absolutely fall into that. Salvation Army is not an army. It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a Christian church group. Kind of the same way that you've got the, the Church of Scientology is not a group of research fellows doing research into researchy things. Like no, no. science. Perfect example, yeah. Just like that. So, yeah. Um, we, we, I, I think I can safely say for any and all of us that have ever been part of HCTV, uh, don't donate to them. Just don't. Just don't. I would love to start a new campaign that's just, you know, for atheists doing the same kind of bell ringing thing. But, you know, do it on a, do it on a sidewalk. We're, you don't have to worry about. You're not allowed to be soliciting on our property. I'm on a sidewalk. It's public property. What are you going to do? You know, the worst part about it is there are people that will go ahead and call the cops for that, and stupid cops will go ahead and give you shit for it and take you in. 
that's a whole other thing. Um, I'm just trying to catch up on stuff. What? Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Uh, well, see, now, who, 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 because of what Stephanie said, you know, let's, let's just get it out of the way. Um, collectively, uh, again, I think I'm speaking for all of us. Collectively, we don't like NFTs, non-fungible tokens. I think it's a scam. I don't trust them. If I'm going to have something, then I want to have it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have, we have said these, uh, we've said these kinds of things before. Uh, let me give you guys uh, an example for something that, oh, yeah, this, this will work out good. Okay. So you could, you could go and rent, um, music. Or, or I should say, quote unquote, buy music from some of these online purveyors. And whenever you want to listen to it, you fire up their application and you listen to your music. Well, then you got people like me who richly believe in buying CDs, the actual physical representations. Now, the one that I'm holding up right now is the one from the nice folks over there at Car Talk, Tom and Ray Mayazzi. Otherwise known as Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And I, I may be old fashioned in a lot of ways, but there is something, there is something especially special, even though it doesn't have the grooves that, you know, vinyl does, it, it still has the actual information on the disc that I physically have in my hand. Yes, I need a specialized tool in order to get the information out of it, but, I mean, same thing with a record player. Although, technically, you could even get a wind-up record player. It's not going to be really pretty, but it would do it. So, when these people go ahead and they buy these digital trading cards, um, I could photocopy however many versions of a of a baseball card if I really wanted to. I mean it's just it's just silly. It's a beanie baby without having the beanie baby. You get the little certificate that says you've adopted this beanie baby, but the beanie baby is just you, you, you don't, you don't, you get a photo, you get, you get a photograph of the little beanbag beanie baby, but you, you don't get the actual beanie baby. You, you get a certificate that says you did. So good on you there. And, um, isn't, isn't there, uh, isn't, isn't there some word where people are saying that, uh, you know, this sounds a lot like it could be a, uh, money laundering scam? Where did they all get, uh, who 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 checked which international accounts were buying these things up for what was it like five million dollars worth in twelve hours? Yep. 
yeah, I still, I still don't get it myself, but you know what? Fine. People want to spend that kind of money. It's their loss, and if they, if they yell and scream, um, good. I believe the expression that I'd be looking for at that point is, um, aware, aware. Feel so bad. I will learn how to play the violin again just to mock you. <laughs> I still have a violin around here and, and played it very, 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 very long time. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll learn again. Learned once, I can do it again. I think. Eh, figure it out. God, I'm so far away from the actual original topic of the whole damn thing. <laughs> okay, home. You know, so, so many of us kind of really wonder, where is home? And I, I, I don't say that in a light fashion. There are a lot of people that move from where they grew up. And in a lot of ways still feel like home, quote-unquote, sorry, scare quotes, uh, is, isn't where they've been living for the last you know, 20 years. I grew up on Long Island. I grew up in, you know, suburbia. I'll admit it. I was very, I was very lucky. I still, you know, to this day, I still, oh my God, how long has it been? When did I move up here? 90... No. November of 90... Oh, shit! Wait a second. 91, 92. She graduated in 92. Yeah, November of 92. I have been living up here from Long Island since 1992, which now makes that... Okay, uh, 92, 02, 12... I've been living up here 30 years? God, it doesn't feel like it. Anyway, so, you know, in a lot of ways, my formative years down there in Long Island still make me think sometimes it's home. And, you know, I will, I will admit to that much. Where exactly, you know, I've kind of talked a little bit about it, but be that as it may, there are things that we would like to have as home, where we just immediately emotionally attach to it, and, you know, where we are typically now, uh, assuming it's a safe, warm place to be. But the old ideas of home, our formative years of home, are typically the ones that were much gentler because we didn't have as many re responsibilities we didn't understand a lot of other complexities that were going on. We just enjoyed being with family. And I really wish that that was much more how things were in a lot of ways. I... I'll tell you what I miss. From what I think of as Home this is going to sound stupid as all hell. You're going to laugh at me. 
I, I promise you, you're going to laugh at me. What I miss of what I consider home, White Castle restaurants. Okay. White Castle is a, a, a burger joint. Is the best way to put it. These are the would have been known as the belly bombs. They are the tiny square um, hamburger or cheeseburger, and and you'd usually buy like uh, five of them at a clip or something like that. God, I can still remember when you could get three for a dollar because they were like thirty twenty seven cents. I think they were twenty seven cents at the time. We had them for a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And every once in a while, not very often, but every once in a while we would take the we would take the drive out to uh the big mall and they had a there was a White Castle just just off premises and go over there and how many do you want? Uh that I I don't know. Dad alright, six apiece, you know, that'll be fine. So you know, twenty four of them. It's all of us. We're good. And we sit down and smell down on those. And, you know, you're a kid, man. You can get away with eating all that crap. I mean, we could still get away with eating all that crap, just not for very long. <laughs> that's the problem. But believe it or not, that's, that's like, that's one of the things that for me is like, if I, if I could have quote unquote home again, and I've said it before, the salt air smell that I remember, and White Castle burgers, food, man, it's 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 an Italian thing. What I gotta tell you, my nickname is Tribble. We eat. <laughs> the way it is. I just remembered those from my childhood because my parents used to have you know parties mm. a couple times a year where they would have you know other couples come over and everybody would dance and get really really drunk and then they <laughs> get a. Like fifty or sixty of those. Oh yeah, and buy little boxes everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, you know, yes, you can buy them in the freezer, but you know, it's not the same. It's just not. And there are ways of making them yourself, making the uh, making the burger, burger patties. Found that out found copycat recipes for goddamn everything out there. It, it's it's amazing. The one thing that I found out, though, you, you, you're going to love this. One of the recipes that I found, I forget how much, uh, I think it was like a, a a pound of ground beef. I forget exactly how much it was, but you know, it was, it was a good amount of ground beef. And one of the ingredients, although not a lot of it, was like a a a single tablespoon I think is how much it was of, of all things, peanut butter to mix into the stuff before you smear it in a very thin layer on whatever the, the baking sheet that you were using in order to make these like really thin, uh, you know, really thin patties. And don't taste it afterwards. I, I was concerned about that because I don't like, I don't like peanut butter. I like peanuts. I like peanut butter. And then, you know, just, just we figured it out. It's it's kind of like one of those binding proteins. 
with uh, with some with some fats in there to mix into everything. I mean, not like beef doesn't have fat to render out, but you know, it worked out. And these days you can get um, little rolls or, or on the on the store shelves anyway. So it's not bad. It's not bad. What about you, food wise? What 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 makes you think? Okay, I'm comfortable. I'm home. This is this is what if if I could eat all of this, I would leave nothing left for anyone else. Doesn't have to be crap food. Oh goodness, uh, fried okra. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Of all things, that that most assuredly that was not an item that would have would have come up. Last time that I have had any that was any good was uh, when I got stranded in Memphis uh, on the way back home from Jamaica. Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. You you have to forgive me because when somebody this says this was Jam- back in 2010. No no, but- no 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 no. The the problem is. When somebody says Jamaica to me, the first thing that goes through my head is Jamaica Queens. Oh wait, you meant oh, the little island of Jamaica, island. don't you? Okay, see, this is, yeah. this is the way it works for me. I'm a New York City boy. I'm sorry. There's nothing, there's nothing I can. Do. All I hear in my head is the guy over the over the announcements uh, in at the train station. Everybody change Jamaica, Jamaica station next. <laughs> <laughs> now from the island and. We barely missed our connecting flight to get back here. And so, and it wasn't our fault. It's just we were held up, you know, waiting to deplane and, you know, had to wait and, you know, turn on the runway and all this other stuff. And so we missed our connecting flight. And there wasn't another flight until the next day. So we got stranded in Memphis. Well, crap. And, you know, but at least they put us up in the hotel and the hotel had a really nice buffet, but it was like actual real Memphis food. It was good. That's cool. And it's something I haven't had since I left, you know. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. That's why I was saying earlier that, you know, the... um They know how to cook down there. I'm sorry, but they do. People here can't cook much. It depends on what it is. Um, Indiana's food sucks. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe they came over from Great Britain. They just boil everything. I can't. You know what? Wait a second. They I, have I adapted it. Go ahead. I I I I shouldn't I shouldn't rag on the UK for boiling the shit out of their food because we do that over here in the US. Also, we just do it in oil. So there's a little, little difference. But yeah, I mean, the food that they had at the airport, it wasn't the airport, it was the hotel that they put us up in was actually really good. And it was just a bunch of, you know, they had like, uh, they had ham and macaroni and cheese that was like actual homemade macaroni and cheese and fried okra and, and uh, chicken and some other stuff. And it was like actual real Southern cooking and it was good. And I had missed it. The last really cool. time that, yeah. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I haven't had cooking since we left the South. Not real cooking. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's, that's really cool. 
That is actually really cool. Uh, Felix had put meatloaf. Okay, I'm aboard. Believe it or not, Tiny Turtle doesn't like meatloaf. Um, what? which I'm I'm not quite sure why, but you know what? He doesn't he doesn't care for it. Okay, no big thing. He eats enough of everything when he's got whatever. Which, no problem for me. It's more for me if I decide to get it. Um. And fried potatoes. Now, this this is a funny thing for me because I'm I'm wondering if because because I've got I've got a couple of I've got a couple of things in my head. Um, the little potatoes, uh, those those are usually uh called uh salt potatoes. They're like about the size of a golf ball. Nothing of the right. What the new potatoes? I go. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I usually get like yellow or russet. I have to be careful which ones I get and be mindful of that when I want to make mashed potatoes because russets take a lot longer to cook than yellow potatoes do. I found that one out the hard way one time. Literally yeah. the hard way. You want gold Yukon if you're going to do mashed potatoes. Uh, sometimes, believe it or not, I, I, I like, I like them all. And what I like to do, believe it or not, I like to do mostly mashed potatoes so that there's still some, uh, there's still some pieces that are, they're not mashed, they're solid, but they're about like diced size mm-hmm. or, or cube size, but only because, you know, hand mash it, but just don't, just don't kill it so that, you know, it's mostly there, and there's a little bit of, you know, specialty texture. It's still cooked. You know, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. There's, there's something about that I really, really like. Um, but I, I do was, not mash potatoes. It's against my religion to mash potatoes. No, it's, it's nothing wrong with I that. have a ricer. You know, I haven't used mine. That is amazing. You cut your potatoes in half, just stick them in there and go splurt, and then you just fluff them with a fork. Hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> I should, I, you know, we we brought back some uh, we brought back some potatoes. Maybe I'd, well, maybe I'd give that a try. A ricer will change your life. Well, like I said, I've got one. <laughs> I just never used it. Well, use it. <laughs> well, fine. Tell me what to do. You're not my dad. Um, no, but that was just the most amazing thing I ever discovered, and I was like, "Where has this been all my life?" Yeah. Yeah, because what I'm what I'm thinking of are uh, these round potatoes. Uh, I, like I said, I think they're salt potatoes, but uh, somehow I'm picturing them being just thrown into, not thrown exactly, just, just lowered into. All right, um, boiling oil and and literally fried, you know, deep fried that way. Because I mean, how cool would that be? That, that's 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 what I'm picturing. Now I don't know that anybody ever does that. I don't know if that's even safe to do because deep frying uh, something that has liquid in it that that can be that can be bad. As somebody that's fried several turkeys before, um, yeah, it can be bad. So you, you need to be real careful about that. But I love the idea of that. Well, the best meal ever is like meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and corn. And don't forget the gravy. 
And gravy. And gravy. Not A1. Oh, God. We, we saw bottles of A1 steak sauce up on, up on one of the shelves. I have not had A1 steak sauce in easy 30 years. Easy 30. I can still taste that shit on my tongue to this day. And I don't oh, know why. I, like it. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't either. I don't understand the taste. You know, it's, it's, it's vinegar. It's tomato. It's like four different tastes in there that I, I just, I can't, yeah, I don't get it. I just, I don't. give me, give me, give me some of the stuff from dark bunny sauces. Seriously. The, I, if, if I am able to, if we go up for, for, for Equinox in March, if we're able to go and see Felly over there at Dark Bunny, if he brings it, I will buy a liter container of oops sauce. I will buy a liter of his hot sauce. And the funny part of it is, there have been some conventions he's gone to to sell his wares and has brought liter bottles and leaves at the end of the con with nothing left. Sold out. His stuff is good. My favorite, though, my, my, the, my favorite story about it was when he was getting, really getting started with this and he was getting some of the, uh, some of the stuff, uh, ready at the convention in Toronto. He, he showed off. He, he had the, the con chair, uh, try a spoon of, one of the newest ones, one of the hotter ones now, called Groaning Griffin. But the convention chair said, okay, I'll do it on one condition. I get to pick somebody that has to also have a taste of it. And he picked somebody who does not exactly have, um, a, a, a good heat, um, thing in his face. So they both, they both, um, ended up sweating and hot and perspiring and, and red in the face from this stuff. And I acquired it immediately afterwards. And I'm just like, I'm taking this home. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like the hot stuff. I like this hot stuff. Flavorful. Hot stuff. That's an, that's the important difference. His stuff has got a lot of flavor, and I love that about it. Oh, okay. So you have to help me out on this one because I know nothing of this except for the uh, the 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 jokes and whatnot about it. Stephanie had mentioned by quote fried potatoes. I assume boiled potatoes that are then sliced and fried in your favorite fat. And continues that with, the classic is cooked in lard. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Uh, fried potatoes, you take 
raw potatoes and you slice them pretty thinly and then you fry them in oil. Otherwise known as crisps. Yeah. Although not really. They don't come in the bag. Yeah. Now what what makes this funny for me is that uh there there are two pieces about it. Uh item one, um I need to look up I need to find out if one of these days I can actually make something called Italian lard bread. It's something I remember that my grandmother used to uh used to get in Brooklyn. I don't know if she made it herself or if she just bought it from, you know, one of the shops nearby, because I mean Brooklyn. I mean, how hard could it be to, to, you know, get Italian bread, to, you know, in, in immigrant Brooklyn? But, um, there is one type of potato I have never had the chance to try out. Potato au gras. And I remember that once upon a time, back in the 70s, in the ancient days of the mid-20th century, remember back in the day when rice roni was like a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, technically it still is, but you know, you don't, you don't get that as a parting gift anymore. I, I forget who it was, but there were, uh, there were companies that had instant potatoes. Instant potatoes are kind of the same way that potatoes are, are instant potatoes are to potatoes the same way that instant coffee is to sadness. <laughs> so keep keep that in mind. But I remember that there were there were boxes that were you know you wanted uh, potatoes on cotton here here's here's the mix here's the kit uh, add uh, I think it was just add water you know put the stuff in your in your pan cover it with this stuff. Water, put in your oven for a you know, fifteen twenty minutes, whatever the hell it was, and there you go. You can serve up. You know, over the years, I've looked into what that actually is, and it's, if I remember right, it's slices of potato with cheese Please. covering it. Um. I mean, I know here in the States, we don't exactly have the greatest diets a lot of times, but I, people voluntarily make that? I mean, it's kind of close to patine, kind of, but not really... I don't know what to do with that. I don't know why people want to do that. I mean, if you want to have something that starts with with cheese on it, just do mac and cheese. I mean, just be done with it. At least it's better for you overall. And Felix had said, uh, "That's it, Bridget." So apparently, the uh, the description you had for the uh, the uh, for the Best potatoes meal before. ever. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm going to be baking 
I'm gonna be making lasagna. Not in the, not right now. Not 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 tomorrow. Probably. But um It's one of those things that, you know, I I know, I know. I'm Italian, so you know, how how could I not like? There's something there's something about just sharing meals that really make home feel like it. And usually these meals, uh, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of times where these meals are complicated or complex. Uh, making lasagna is not a simple affair a lot of times. There's a, there's a lot of different pieces that can go into it. But, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be. It could, it could just be, you know, spaghetti and meat sauce and cheese. You, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have cheese. Pecorino Romano, uh, very specifically. Don't. Don't skimp on the cheese that you're gonna put on the top. Don't 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 get the stuff in the green plastic shaky container. Don't don't do that. You be nicer to yourself than that. That fake cheese that's shelf stable without refrigeration. That's just that's just wrong. But I love it. I love enjoying food for exactly that reason. All these years there there are certain things that, you know, I like to do. Am I seeing stuff going on behind me? Is that what's going on? God, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at the I'm getting distracted because I'm looking at the uh Okay. Driving outside, so there's light coming through my window, and I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> sorry, those of you that are listening after the fact, I'm sorry, is getting distracted with headlights behind me. It's late. Let me alone. Um. So yeah, lasagna. Kind of learned how to do that mostly for myself. Um, Japanese curry. Learned that because of my wife. You know, there, there are certain things I just kind of just throw things together. But I, but I enjoy, you know, I enjoy knowing that I, uh, that I finished it. Are there any, are there any dishes you'd like to, to do for yourself where it's like, yeah, this is, this is the, the whole thing is what gives me comfort having done it. I I guess chicken and dumplings. I'm actually pretty good at that. Except it comes out more like a chicken stew, but it has dumplings in it. That's pretty cool. I, I, wow. I don't know the last time I, the last time I had something even close to that was because I had something out of a can. Oh. And I know, <laughs> I know. a lot better than that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't doubt it. But 
you know, it's it's not one of those things I ever had. Wow. That actually sounds really cool. That's actually really I don't cool. have a, a set recipe for it. I kind of make it up as I go along so it comes out differently every time. Oh, man, how do it, it that is the only way to do it. You know what you know what the proportions are supposed to be. You get close and you don't worry about it too much afterwards. Yep. Which is good when you're baking. Uh, sorry, when you're cooking. Yeah, but not so much in baking. Everything has to be so precise when you bake. Cooking is art. Baking is chemistry. And things go bad when you screw up your chemistry. Yeah, I don't have the patience for baking. Yeah. I would rather just improvise and toss things together. Oh yeah, I, I totally get it. now see that's that's the reason why uh I, I put in the horrible scopes about having a uh having a, a bread machine. You you measure out the ingredients, you toss it into the hopper, you turn the thing on and just wait. You know, it's it it's it's a great thing when it works. And I say that because I've had a couple of times where I've screwed things up just a little bit. Like when my yeast is kind of mostly dead and I don't know about it because I don't make that much and it sits in the refrigerator for a very long time. And then you have to try to figure out, oh, how, how good is it doing? How much extra do I have to put in? Spoilers. You're talking about like a quarter of a teaspoon more. That's it. Otherwise, stuff just expands all over the place, and that's 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 a really bad moment right there. When you go to check on your 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 um, your bread machine, and the lid is lifted up because the thing puffed up so hard, yeah, you <laughs> overdid it. I'm not saying that I've ever done that. Just saying that's what can happen. I've had times where bread came out completely the opposite. Completely collapsed and wet. Those those have been very disappointing days. They've been very disappointing days. Um, but you know, never did... Uh, Never did bread when I was growing up. Didn't learn a lot in the line of uh, cooking when I was growing up. I chose to take cooking classes in uh, in um, middle school, junior high school, and was mocked so hard by the other guys, the burnouts that were in that class because I was taking it serious. They were just doing it just to get a credit because you had your choice of, uh, cooking or God, I forget what the hell else the other stuff was, but I was taking it serious. You know, I, I wanted to learn how to, how to food. Glad I did it. I don't have any of those old recipes from back then, but then again, uh, there are so few of them that I would think about anymore, like uh, soda bread. 
Irish soda bread. Not my thing. Made it. Didn't, didn't like it, but you know, it came out right. Look at this. How Italian am I, man? Wanted to talk about what it's like to be home, how, how it is to feel being home, and it's completely devolved into food. My God, how stereotypical can I get? <laughs> I didn't even realize this. Oh, whatever. So, we got two weeks that we're going to be that we're going to be gone for, because you know, uh, next two weeks are going to be holiday days. So, you know, we're not we're not going to interfere with that because no, <laughs> we know better. But we're very much hoping to have ourselves a good time, and seriously, we're hoping that all of you can have a good time too. I think it's probably uh, worth it, even though it's going to kind of bring the overall tone down just a little bit. Specifically, talk to the folks that are just not going to have family. And that sucks. Year after year, we know full well that there are... <laughs> Your poor little one over there. There are unfortunately people who are going to end up without family. And this is something that has been happening here in the U.S. Unfortunately, um, with some regularity. Specifically talking about the younger generation folks who are becoming estranged from their families because they don't want to accept who these new young lives are turning into. They don't want to accept it. They can't accept it. They find it just wrong. That could be for a whole bunch of different reasons. Sometimes they don't share the religious position. And that that happens. We know about that. God, we've talked about that in so many damn different times. I mean, hell, you basically lived it. But I'm thinking very specifically about those folks, especially the younger folks, who are identifying as part of the LGBTQIA plus community. That they are learning who they are. And they're trying to come to terms with that new reality that they find themselves in, and their families can't. It won't. And I can't say just how much that hurts. I can't. I, I, I simply don't understand it. Me. My son, you know, he, he, he told me, this is who I am. 
what am I, what am I going to do? Say no. He is who he is. And all these young kids, man, they are who they are. And to deny that is simply unfathomable to me. I can't understand how anybody could do that to another human being, never mind their own kin. So for any of you that might be in that position, for whatever reason, we may not be able to help you directly. But if you think you don't have family, on behalf of all of us, even though it's just the two of us right now, right at this moment, you need a family? Welcome to it. You can come join us. Be part of the community. Drop in on the on the Discord. Message us and just say, hey, I need somebody to talk to for a few minutes. I need somebody to listen. We're more than happy to listen. We can be here. We don't have money. We don't have a lot of people. But we care. We care a lot. God, look at me. I didn't have anything alcoholic to drink, and here I am. I'm I'm making myself... I'm making myself like this again. God damn it. <laughs> so here, here's your opportunity. Back me up. Talk, talk to the people that will eventually hear. Well, what would you like me to talk about? Besides, we're family. I mean... You know what? I've been chuckling kitties and stuff. I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> How about this? You you know a little bit about some of this. We've we've talked about it before. We're not gonna completely rehash a lot of the different pieces, but family, community. Family of, you know, family of choice. That's the word that I'm looking for. Yeah, I had to find a new family. And I'm glad that I did. I'm glad to have you with. (laughs) You poor little woman. Um, Yeah. I can't tell if she's in pain or if she's scared. I can't tell. Yeah, I'm sorry. We we want we want so much. There's so many different things that we want. But I think what means the most we want you all to be safe and that's a that's a that's a big thought right there 
We want you to be safe. We want you to not be harassed. We want you to be protected, warm, fed, clothed, sheltered. We want you to be I want you to be fulfilled in a way that I can't. I'll admit it. Collectively, we want people to be that. And it's not just the people here, you know, uh, in our home shores. We've talked, we were talking about it before, uh, before the show started. You know, it's been, oh my God, how long has it been now? What is it, 10, 10 months now? Since, uh, yeah. since Ukraine was invaded? Yeah. I can't. I can't fathom, in some cases, what's going on with these uh, with these families out there. The the terror that some of them have to be living under. Although I will admit, hearing how. Okay, I I know for some people you're going to really get on my shit for for finding humor in this. There there is a certain amount of black humor that goes along with this. I I will I will freely admit, but. But hearing from some of the reports, some of the videos, hearing the anger and the insulting that comes from the old grandmas, <laughs> there is something that is absolute. I, I think the only word that I can use for it is, Mwah. you know? I, 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 old Italian grandmas, man, I, I, I understand and I respect the Ukrainian grandmas because you, you don't have to speak the same damn language. That tone of voice, you know, you don't have to speak a word. You just know. My God, what would have happened if we were to airdrop a couple of thousand slotted spoons over there, man? They'd have a field day. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be making jokes like that, but sometimes black humor is all you got. Sometimes it's, it's, that's, that's all you got. And they're so clever. Oh God, yeah. They can improvise like nothing. And they 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 have. They've had to. I love it. Uh Stephanie had also said, by the way, wow, this this is one I didn't know. The medieval term was familia. It meant the people you live and work with. It was more important than blood kin. It makes sense. It makes sense because it's the people that you spend the most time with at that point. I get that. Um, 
watch Operation Starsky if you want the black humor. <laughs> I will never forget the Ukrainian grandma who, right back at the beginning, was giving sunflower seeds to the Russian troops. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Explain that to everybody, please. Yeah, she's walking up to some of the Russian soldiers and handing them sunflower seeds that, and telling them to put them in their pockets. That way, whenever they die, at least there will be some sunflowers. And that became a symbol of that kind of, that, that level of resistance. You know, so many of these Russian troops, I have another word that was going through my head, but at that point they were troops, not conscripts quite at that point. I really wonder what must have been going through their heads when they were told that by these these women, these old women, venerated women telling them, here, put them in your pocket. Good. So when you die there's gonna be there's gonna be something to something good that's gonna come out of it. My God, if there isn't something that qualifies as a, a, a curse, a hex in real life, man, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that, that, that qualifies for me. I also liked the, one of the earlier stories and the, and the woman did have to clarify that it was pickled plum tomatoes. And not pickles, but she had taken a jar of pickled plum tomatoes and took down a drone with it. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember about this. Yeah, and and the news had reported that it was a jar of pickles, and she had to come on and clarify. No, it was pickled tomatoes and not pickles. Wait, so she she threw the whole the whole damn jar. Yeah, she threw a jar of these pickled tomatoes that she had made and hit like a small drone and took it down. Okay. At the very beginning of the war, it was funny. Okay, I thought that I thought it was more a matter of that un unscrewed the top, took these pickled tomatoes, and threw them. And no, she just threw a whole jar a whole and went jar. bam <laughs> and hit, knocked it down. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, God, I love it. I love it. The, the worst part about it is if you were flying the drone in such a way that you could be hit out of the air by a, a, a flying glass, you. Somebody's training session just got rubber stamped with approved. Oh my god! Oh god, I love it. I love it. I, love it. I, di I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember about that one. That's great. That's great. Um. And Stephanie, I you know you're, you're making you're making me think that maybe what I should do is um. Maybe I should uh, maybe I should turn on uh. Um, faulty towers again 
because it's been a very long time since the last time I've seen that. And there are clip, there are clips that happen every once in a while, you know, online and 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 every once in a while my uh, my calendar comes up to remind me, you know, Basil Basil and uh, Sybil's wedding anniversary is coming up. Oh shit, that's right, I forgot about that. God, it's such a it was such a great show. That's such a great show. I'll drop you a link into uh This is an older story, but I'll drop you a link into the Discord about the woman with the pickles, pickled tomatoes. Okay. Okay. Take a look at that one. Um Really quickly for uh, for anybody that doesn't know about Faulty Towers. First off, if you are able to find um, DVD of Faulty Towers, even if it's just a a standard, not not a, a Blu-ray, uh, buy it. It will be a wonderful investment. John Cleese was an absolute. I believe the expression is mad lad. He was so smart about it. The traditional way of doing a sitcom is whatever whatever dialogue happens, whatever dialogue happens, funny hit, wait for the audience laughter to finish before continuing the scene. He said, nope, not even going to do that. We're just going to keep going. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. And the scripts, if I remember right, for that show were about three times longer than typical uh, scripts for the same amount of time on air for exactly that reason, because they didn't bother stopping for, for the audience to, you know, laugh and catch up because John Cleese's thing of it was, if they miss anything, they can watch it on the telly later and pick up what they missed. And it worked. It, it was brilliant. It was great. And I don't know that it quite qualifies as black humor, but, oh, I love, I love that show so bad. I love that show so bad. Have you seen it? I have not. There's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. <laughs> we will set you up to be able to watch it off of my Plex server. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. We'll have to make that happen. We'll have to make that happen. Um, that is sheltered life, okay? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I just got lucky that during my formative years, Doctor Who came on. I, I've, I've talked about this before. These people are obviously speaking English because I can understand them, but they're not saying it the same way. Why do they both sound right and wrong at the same time? That's when I, as a kid, learned that there were other people that sounded quite different from, you know, my family. Folks in Nassau County and Brooklyn and Staten Island and Jersey and, well, then there's the rest of the world. You can blame um, Dr. Baker for that one. My thing in the right? I yes. I didn't even watch Doctor Who until like the reboot series nine. 
No, it's okay. There's a lot of... Husband's watched, like, all the two episodes. Like, all of them. It's... It's really impressive. The longevity that they've had with it. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they are not so stuck up that they have contributed to... Oh, God, I forget what the hell it was. Uh, the kids? Um, charity? A couple of times. Uh, I don't remember if it was the, uh, the red nose thing or whatever the hell it was, but they, they, they've had a couple of times where they've done specials, shorts for, uh, charity along with some of the other, uh, shows at the time. And I, I love that they do stuff like that. I love that they, so many shows are, are just willing to just go ahead and say, yeah, you know what? We're going to do a special one off just for this because we can, because it's going to make the kids happy and it's going to, Fill charity money, because why not? God, I love that. And now I'm thinking back on so many of the ones from when we were growing up. Things like Live Aid and Comic Aid. And yeah, that's just stuff. Sorry. Got too many things running through my head, and they're all conflicting and, and running into each other, and it's some of it's good, some of it's not, some of it's fun, some of it's sad, and it's just making me a very conflicted boy inside my own head. That's not a fun place to be sometimes. And it's coming up to the top of the hour, and you know what? Being that it was just the two of us, how about we just call it just a little bit early? I don't, I don't, maybe we'll actually stop the recording actually at two hours instead of 2.15 for a change. I'm sure Dallin will appreciate that. <laughs> unless there's, uh, unless there's a, a, a last thing that you wanted to throw, because you know me, I always double check. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. It's been one of those nights. It wouldn't totally surprise me, so I... No worries. So we'll do just that. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Yeah, we know it's been kind of a, a weird one for tonight. It's, it is it is what it is. It's, it's the end of the year. It's going to be okay. Thanks for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in our all of our perspectives and got something to think about for, well, the remainder of the year. Really. So it'll, it'll be what it'll be. Um, just as a reminder, even though we're not going to be recording, we will still be around. The Discord server is up. So long as Twitter is up and running, you can, you can catch us out there. And, you know, granted, Facebook is much less of a hellhole, but Facebook is there. We're out here if you need us. Just remember that you got family. If you want. So thanks for being with us. Over on the chat, Felis, Stephanie, and Seeker, thank you guys.
thank you guys so very much. Um, it really does mean a lot. And we hope that you guys have yourselves a very safe, healthy holiday. Whichever one it is that you celebrate. Or multiple. Because, I mean, it could be could be Saturnalia. You know, I keep coming back to Saturnalia. All of them. Yeah, you know what? It'd be really nice to have just all of them. Because, you know, Yule is good. I keep coming back to Saturnalia because, I mean, what was the last time I... Well, I don't know, getting drunk is such a good idea. I mean, you know, ancient Greece where, you know, you, you roll over and you, you throw up because you're outside all the time and it's warm. I mean, yeah, it could... It's maybe not such a good idea. Eh, you know what? Enjoy whichever ones. Just no actual flaming candles on your trees. Please don't, don't, don't do that. Oh yeah, by the way, on the drive home today, we actually did see a leg lamp in the window of one of the houses as we were driving past. The first time Aww. I've actually seen one of those in real life that way. That was actually really funny. Almost missed it. So, hon, glad you're able to make it. Um, I really hope that um, next couple of weeks are okay for you. And, well, considering that, you know, it's it's almost the fat man's, you know, double-check the list season, I, I think we can get away with one more. You got a, you got a good one? Elon Musk. It's a good one. For acting like a man baby on Twitter, just go fuck yourself. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to give an anti. Okay. I'm go I'm going to give an anti fuck you. It's not quite the way that you think of it is. There is a headline that I saw earlier today that said that the January 6th commission is going to make a recommendation for criminal procedures against the former guy. My anti-FU is Department of Justice, if you do not do your duty, then you can go ahead and fuck yourselves. Do yep. what you're supposed to do, and we'll be happy. The problem with the whole damn thing is we know full well it seems like it's such a glacial pace for everything that nothing's being done. We know it looks that way. It, I really don't want to believe that it is. I really, really want to believe that it is getting everything locked down so that there is zero wiggle room. This needs to be an absolute slam dunker. Because if it's not, I think it's fair to say all hell's going to break loose. I think we're probably going to end up having all hell breaking loose regardless, but at least it'll be right. Yep. You'll have to wait and see. So with that, 
Thanks for being with us. If you want to be in touch with us, take a swing over to the website, holycrapvlogcast.com. Like I said, all of our lo- all of our links are available there. Phone number, if you need to get in touch with us, please, by all means, feel free. It's it's there. You can text us, you can leave a voicemail message. If need be, I'd be more than happy to receive an actual phone call. Just not in the middle of the show. Phone number is 859-HCTV-554. Um, this is the only time I'm going to do it this year. And and Stephanie, so help me, I don't understand how you guys over there in, in Great Britain do it this way. 859-428-554. How do you guys do that and actually keep it straight? I honestly have tried to to follow myself when I do that. I honestly have no idea how the hell you guys do that. It it just it just blows my mind that this is like a relatively common relatively common way of doing it. I, I, I just I just I just don't get it. So anyway. Said it before. We want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be back. So, be safe, be healthy, and hopefully we'll have you back. Enjoy the holiday season, however it is that you enjoy it. And we'll be here for you. So, until the next time we're together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, two damned many years later, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everyone, as always. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.